Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkan with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy the potential. We are living in an exciting time. We are living in a time with lots, lots of opportunities and lots of resources that we can use to provide solutions, goods and services to make life better for other people. If you want meaning and purpose in your life, don't only focus on you. Develop yourself. Yes. Discover your potential, your gifts, your talents. Work on them. That is good. However, it's, it is not a means to an end. You are not going to develop yourself and point people to you. No, you will develop yourself because each time you are filing an axe or you are filing a knife or you're filing a spear, a sword, you want to use it to do something. So as you sharpen yourself, as you file yourself, as you get yourself ready, there's work to be done. We were created to walk, find your walk, and get behind it. Make life different for other people. Make life more enriching for other people. In due process, you are going to be enriched. It is impossible for a pipe that pipes hot water not to get heated in the process. It is impossible for a pipe that supplies cold water not to get cool in the process. In other words, give and it shall be given to you. Initiate the process. You're going to receive your reward in due time. Don't be wary of doing good. Don't be weary of letting your light shine. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you are watching this on YouTube, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, do me a favor, share it. It's a message of hope. It's a message of encouragement. It's a message of inspiration. It's going to help somebody. Share it. And if you like what you are hearing, stay tuned by subscribing to my channel. Above all, I want you to do me a favor. The last thing I'm asking of you is to get a copy of 
this book, it's my book. Yes, I wrote it. Racism, where is your sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. You can get the book on Amazon. You can get it on my website, www.iemapproach.com or erictangumonkem.com. My contact information is there as well. You can get a book on Kubo Books, on Barnes and Nobles, and all the major uh, book distribution uh, platforms. It's on, uh, it's on uh, iBooks, it's on um, Apple, on um, Google Books, and many other platforms. I wrote the book, and I'm having this conversation because I believe 100% that racism is dead. And the symptoms of what we're seeing, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like, you know, when you cut somebody's arm or their leg, they still, once in a while, what we call a phantom hand or a phantom leg is going to be there. You feel as if your hand is still there or your leg is still there. A technical blow has been given to racism and all other isms. Jesus came so that he that the Son of Man sets free. It's free indeed. And if you don't listen to me carefully, if you don't integrate the information, you are going to misunderstand what I'm trying to say. Somebody asked the question yesterday, oh, how can you say racism is dead and you are a supporter of President Trump? I, I don't know what that person meant by that. This has nothing to do with President Trump. Before President Trump became president, there was racism. And he's no longer president, there's still racism. And the, the problem is most people can even define what racism is. Let me say that again. Most people cannot define what racism is. I spent a whole chapter trying to define it myself. The more I thought about it, the more I couldn't come out with any definition that made sense. You may be saying, of, 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 of course, racism is obvious. We can see it. They did not give me that job. Oh, the Caucasians are doing this, or the whites, blacks, yada, yada, yada. I've said time and again, discrimination, greed, selfishness, hatred, killing one another is universal. It's coming from the depravity in the hearts of people. Remember the other day I shared the story of uh, the man in Baltimore, Maryland, who killed his own daughter, dismembered her, and dumped her in a dumpster. Did this man do this evil against his own daughter because she was having a different skin color? No. The Bible is very clear. The heart of man is desperately wicked. And when people are wicked, 
We cannot excuse them by saying it's racism. It's not. Please, I want to know your definition of racism. Write it in the comment section. Help educate us. Help us have, I'm here for solutions. I really want us to move forward. I believe that. If not, I'm not going to be doing what I'm doing. I've used a lot of illustrations to hammer in the point that other people's expectations cannot become our reality and that you are only you only become inferior when you believe it. And just because somebody believes something about you or says something about you doesn't make it true. And you shouldn't let that happen. We are in chapters six. We are talking about the end of racism, the end of racism. Yesterday, the focus was on the first point, what you have to do to end racism. You have to know who you are. You must know who you are. When you know who you are, nothing can stop you. It's so critical. Because your assignment in life, your mission, is tied to who you are. Uh, that is why the devil thought he could give Jesus a technical knockout by trying to make Jesus, tempting him to make him doubt if he was the Son of God or not. Because John the Baptist said, this is the Lamb of God referring to Jesus, who takes away the sins of the world. That's the reason and the purpose Jesus was born, to take away the sins of the world, because he was the blameless, sinless Lamb of God that was slain at the foundation of the earth so we can be reconciled to God. When I started, initially, I said when God created Adam and Eve, our ancestors, our first parents, they were perfect, no problem. Unfortunately, as time went on, the devil tempted them, made them to doubt God's love for them. Because the devil told them, God doesn't want you to become like him. God is keeping something away from you. Eat of the Forbidden fruit, eat of the fruit of good and evil, eat it, so you can become wise, you can become like God. You see, again, it's an identity issue, isn't it? So Eve took the fruit, ate it, gave to Adam the earth, and separation came between man and God. From that point onwards, death, decay, was unleashed on mankind, and on the entire universe. We are suffering some of those consequences as we speak. Therefore, the manifestation of sin is causing a lot of havoc. People killing each other, greed, people taking advantage of one another, people looking down on each other. In chapter one, I talked of the corruption of the senses. Get the book, read it, or you can listen to some of the past episodes. I'm giving all this background 
because it's connected to the second point that we're going to be dealing with today. And that is, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. It's important for you to understand that. If you don't grab grab it, it's going to be very difficult to defeat racism. It's going to be very difficult for you to get rid of it. And again, I'm talking about you, not any class of people. I want you. You were born alone. You went through the birth canal. Even if you were twins in your mother's womb, when the time came for you to come out, it was a unique individual experience. Don't forget that. And you have your unique fingerprint. Don't forget that. I'm not talking about a particular group of people. I'm talking about you. You need to answer the questions for you. You need to know who you are. It's important. It's important. Don't say I'm a lawyer. That is your profession. Don't say I'm black. That is color. Don't say I'm African. That is the name of a continent. Now, in addition to being created in the image and likeness of God, you became a child of God. Now I'm talking to those of you who are God's children. Those of you who have been reconciled to God. Those of you who have won. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. Acknowledge that you are flawed. Acknowledge that you've missed the point. You know what I'm talking about. And you've asked God to forgive you of your sins and received God's solution for sin. And that is Jesus Christ, whose righteousness makes us holy and acceptable before God. If you've done that, for it's written in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you believe, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that you believe to righteousness. And it is with your mouth that confession is made to salvation. In other words, when you believe that, in order to believe that, or believe in that God has raised Jesus from the death, you, 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 you have to accept that Jesus died on the cross. You have to understand the reason why he died on the cross. He was, he is the Lamb of God that was slain for our sins. In other words, when you confess that God raised Jesus from the dead, when you, when you believe that God raised Jesus from the death, you are saying that, oh, he died for my sins because you know the reason why he died. This, this is why it's a very, very powerful, very, very powerful Bible verse. Do you believe that Jesus, that God raised Jesus from the dead? Have you confessed that he is Lord over your life? If you've done that, you are saved. 
you have become a child of God. You became a child of God when you believed in the name of Jesus Christ. For it is written in John 1, 12 and 13, that as many as received him, received Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believed in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You are born of God. You are born again. You are a child of God. Child of God, listen to me. Why are you letting other people's opinion of you override, override, supersede God's opinion of you? No child of God is inferior. No child of God is minority. With God on our side, we are majority. You are a child of the kingdom. You must think like that. Don't allow the grasshopper complex get to you. Don't allow your circumstances. Don't allow what your physical eyes are seeing determine your identity. You remember the 12 spies who went into the promised land? God had given them a promise. When they got in, they saw that indeed the land was flowing with milk and honey, as God had said. After 40 days, they came back with some of the produce of the land. However, they saw some other thing in that land that God had not spoken of. The fact that God did not speak of the giants and the tall walls in the land does not mean that God was not aware of those things. It does not mean that God was limited by those things. It does not mean that those things could stop God's promise from being fulfilled. Unfortunately, unfortunately, 10 of the spies decided to allow their physical circumstances. They decided to allow that which they saw to become their new identity. And that is why they said, when we look at the giants, we became like grasshoppers in front of these giants. We became grasshoppers. I'm calling that the grasshopper complex. Please, don't let it get to you. I'm not refusing the fact that some people believe that some other people are inferior to them. Please, don't get me wrong. I'm not refusing that some people refuse to give jobs to some people because they look different. I'm not refusing that. I'm not refusing that people talk to you, treat you one way or the other because you are different. I'm not refusing that. It's a fact. However, however, your response means everything. In the face of challenges, child of God, listen to me and listen to me very carefully. You need to know where you are marching others are coming from. You cannot allow the culture 
You cannot allow researchers. I'm not against research. I'm a scientist. Science is done by people who at times can allow their own prejudices and their bias to come in and mess it up. You need to read Darwinism and what he said about people from Africa to understand what I'm talking about, isn't it? We descended from apes. And so the black people, people from Africa, you know, they are not as civilized and advanced and uh, sophisticated as the light-skinned people, isn't it? Go check it out. Are we going to accept that? Is that true? It's false. It's very tempting, as the ten spies did, to say, oh, poor us. You know, why did God not tell us about this? You know, the land is it, 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 it's, 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 it's filled with giants, and there's no way we're ever going to take it. No. Thank God for the two, Joseph, uh, Joshua, and Caleb, who said, come on, guys. Yeah, we saw the giants. We saw the war. So what? God said, we are going to take the land. And when we went, the land was indeed flowing with the milk and the honey, as he had promised. If God has promised, nothing can stop him. We're going to step forward. I want you to start affirming your identity in Christ. Please, please, don't wait for other people to affirm your humanity. Don't wait for other people to affirm you being a child of God. You need to do that yourself. You either believe God or you believe in the culture. You choose. It's on you. Please don't such and such and such. Remember Joseph? His own brothers betrayed him, sold him into slavery. He was accused falsely. He worked for a slave master in Egypt 13 years, no pay, thrown in prison. Oh, you think these are just stories, made-up stories to tickle your ears? What about Jesus? Was Jesus real? Was he true? Did he walk the earth? Did he go to the cross? What do you believe? If, if you believe in Jesus, it's time to align your life with the master. Was he not betrayed? Was he not lied about? Did he not die a gruesome death on the cross? What did he tell God concerning his tormentors and those people who, who, who uh, the, 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 the Judas who thought Jesus was worth just 30 pieces of silver? Think about that. Talking about betrayer, one of his closest disciples sold him for, 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 for 30 pieces of silver? How was If you think Jesus is a child of God, that is why he was able to do that. You too are a child of God. The Holy Spirit is living in the inside of you. Your body is a temple of God. God is living in you. Wake up, child of God. Wake up. Wake up. Don't allow your circumstances to define who you are. You have to start confessing that which God says you are. That is how you're going to walk in victory and put racism out of business. Now, here it is. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Are you led by the Spirit of God? You're a child of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, 
but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Is the Holy Spirit bearing the witness with the spirit that you are a child of God? Then if you are a child of God, child of God, wake up! Child of God, wake up! How can you be talking like people who don't know God? How can you be acting like people who don't know God? Is the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit? Then nothing can stop you. They will try, but they will fail. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then hers of God and join hers with Christ. If indeed we suffer for him, that we may also be glorified together. Did you hear that? That you are a joint heir with Christ Jesus? Did you hear that? That you are a joint heir seated together in heavenly places with Christ? Did you hear that? You need to believe that. You need to act that. In addition to being a child of God, you are an ambassador representing the kingdom of heaven. You are here on God's mission. Wake up to that realization and stop saying they did this to me, they did that to me, or they did to my grandparents and stuff like that. And all of us in Christ, were one. And to you who think, oh, you are superior, give me a break. What makes you think so? Do you call the name of Christ? We have the same spirit in all of us. We've been bought by the same blood. We've been cleansed by the same blood of Jesus Christ. We are all one in Christ. It is written that it's neither Jew, there's neither Gentile. We are all one in Christ. And that is why we've been to the Bible is very clear. Judge no man by the flesh. Can I say that again? Judge no man by the flesh. We are called to make righteous and spiritual judgment. In essence, you evaluate people based upon who they are in the inside. None of us is black. None of us is white. In the spirit, man. None of us is yellow. None of us is green. We are all one in the spirit. I hope you get that and get it very clearly. When you, when you become a child of God, you receive the spirit of God, become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. There's nothing more powerful than understanding this new reality that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are no monkey's cousin and no chimpanzee's uncle or auntie. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You are a child of God. With God on your side, you are the majority. You are unstoppable. You are a child of God. However, I have this series of questions for you, if you are not yet a child of God, for you to ponder upon. Are you a child of God? Can you say that with boldness and with confidence? Do you know that? Do you have a personal relationship with your Heavenly Father? When was the last time you spoke with Him? Have you heard 
from him lately? What do you think would let you into heaven if you showed up at the pearly gates right now? Your good works? What do you think would earn you the permission to get into heaven? Isn't it amazing that heaven has a gate and a wall? Think about that. Just open border proponents. While I'm at it, even the Vatican has a war. Do you have peace regarding the eternal destiny of your soul? Are you actively sharing the greatest news with other people? If you're not yet a child of God, you can become the child of God today. You can get reconciled with a Heavenly Father. I'm going to get back to this in the last chapter. But today I don't know who is listening to me. Today is the day of salvation. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember the prodigal son, the God of one morning, told his father, I need my own share of the inheritance. His father gave him what he asked for. He took the money to a far away country. Many of you are in a far away country. We are told the second son who went off to the faraway country, used all the money that his father had given him in parting and while living. There was a void in him. He taught drinking, doing drugs, having sex, eating, was going to satisfy him. Initially, yeah. But he needed more and more and more. So he squandered all the money. And ended up on a pig farm. Because nobody was willing to give him anything. Has it occurred to you? Maybe you've experienced it. When you had the money and the looks. You had a lot of friends. A lot of people were hanging around you, cheering you on to ruin your life. And when you hit rock bottom, all the fair weather friends disappeared or have disappeared. And you're all alone. You're all on your own. That is when we are told this son came back to his senses. When having the feed that he was giving to the pigs, they could not give him to eat. He came back to his senses. And he said to himself, I am going to go back to my father. I am going to go back home. I've tried to fill the void and emptiness in my life with booze. It has not worked. I tried to fill it with partying. It has not worked. I tried to fill it with this and with that, it has not worked. I'm going to go home. 
I know at least in my father's house, there's security, there's peace. When I get back, I'll just plead to be a servant because I know I'm not worthy to be a son. We are told he came to his senses. He made a turn. He repented. He changed his mind concerning who he was. He was no longer a rebellious son. He was going to go back home. But the greatest news is that his father was waiting for him to come home. And when he saw him from afar, the father got up and ran and ran towards his son and embraced him. Oh, this son of mine was dead. Now he's alive. This son of mine was lost. Now he is found. He threw a party. Great celebration. The son came back in rags. The father replaced the rags with a new gown, put a ring on his finger, washed him up. It's time to party. That's why there's great joy in heaven over one soul that repents, that changes their mind about who they are and realize the benefits of becoming a child of God. Today, if you're having that emptiness in you, you thought climbing the corporate ladder was going to do it. Yeah, now you have the title, you have the job, you have the money. Yet, you're still struggling. You thought maybe if you get married to that beautiful high school sweetheart, it was going to calm you down. No, it hasn't worked. You thought maybe it was drugs. You thought maybe uh, it was that book deal or the film deal or whatever. But nothing seems to be working. It's time for you to come home. Come home. Stop wondering. Come home. Your heavenly father is waiting for you. When we talk about having a personal relationship with God, God is real. Do you know something? We are having this conversation today because I believe that. I shared this before. I'm going to close with it. 2001, I'm sitting in a meeting organized by the Geologic Society of Africa. It was a conference, international conference. I was a graduate student then. I had gone to that conference to present uh, some of the work that I was doing on uh, geologic hazards and uh, precisely uh, uh, landslides that were occurring in the caldera in which I was born. I sat in that meeting, I'll never forget. And I heard God speak in my heart, Eric, you are going to go to the United States of America for graduate school. I was like, me, go to America, okay. Hmm. How is that gonna work out? I'm here, I don't have $100 in my account. How is that gonna be? But I heard. So I went home, I told my wife, we're gonna have to pray our way to the United States and we started praying. To tell you how difficult it was, I had to write the TOEFL and GRE and those two exams based upon my mega earnings. At that time, I was a student and doing uh, tutoring. I would have taken two years 
of meticulous saving to raise the money to write those exams. It was extremely expensive. That was just one of the obstacles, plus many, many other obstacles. If you read my book, Coming to America, I have a copy here. Please, it's not about a book. I don't have the whole time to share the story right now, but the details are in there. How God speaks and how God answers prayer. There is a story of my socks here in the book. I like that socks story uh, very much. Story of my socks. I finally made my way to the United States. The student, no scholarships, no money, that poor life is tough. And um, I needed socks. Please, I don't know what your own need is. You may say, well, I could just go to Walmart and buy socks, but I had a lot of financial difficulties. I couldn't even buy a gallon of milk when I just got here. It was that expensive. And so in the morning, I'll put cereal and water uh, for my breakfast. Please, I'm not sharing this for you to pity me. Don't, I'm doing fine. Don't pity me. But what I'm trying to say is I don't know what you're dealing with. I, I don't know where you are. But I want to encourage you a little bit that God is real. He's true. He answers prayer. He wants to, you to come back home. I prayed, Lord, I need socks. I need socks. A few weeks later, at about 11 p.m., I heard a knock on my door. I was wondering, who is knocking my door at this hour of the night. I got up, opened the door, and another student was standing there. I had not told him I needed socks. I have not told anybody. And he handed six pairs of socks. To he gave me a package and opened it. Six pairs of socks. Whoa! I had never had six pairs of socks at one time in my life before. I was so happy. I was so happy. I asked him later on, Tony, why, 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 why did you buy me socks? He said he went to Walmart to shop and the Holy Spirit told him, buy socks for this guy. It was not about the socks. It was about the fact that if God could take the time out of his busy schedule <laughs> and all the things he has to keep up with to meet my need of, 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 of something that basic socks. How will God not take care of the bigger things that I was facing, because what I was facing at that moment was how to pay my tuition as an international student in the United States who showed up $6,000 in debt. I showed up $6,000 in debt, had no scholarships, there's no way forward. 
But when I received the socks, I was like, yes, God hears. Oh, he's going to provide. I remember I used to tell my roommates, God is my sponsor. And they would think I'm crazy. And truly God sponsored me. I finished school debt-free. God took care. Please, if you are not yet a child of God, why don't you think about it? Don't only think about it. Now is the time to come back home. Stop trying to do it on your own. You know it's not going to work. It does not work. Jesus is the answer. Thank you for watching. Stay tuned for more updates. If you have any questions, any contributions, please let me know. Remember who you are. Remember the child of God. Racism cannot stop you. God bless you.